This is Andre Pearson. Welcome to another episode of Why Does Love Hurt So Good? Today's subject is going to be talking about why did God make man first and why is that important for men to know today? Let me just start out with a little bit of information so you can understand where we're going. The reason this came up and the reason I'm going to talk about it today is because a lot of our men today are allowing the women to switch roles with them which is throwing the relationships out of alignment, which is causing problems in the relationship. Let me explain to you why. Now, I know a lot of you have heard and read the Bible about the story of Adam and Eve. Let me give it to you in another perspective. In the Bible, God created Adam and put Adam in the Garden of Eden. And if you notice, I said put because he did not have him hunt for it. He put him dead center of it. He gave him dominion over everything. Now, I'm saying that because I want you to understand, he didn't give him ownership. Because if he gave him ownership, he wouldn't need God. So God, in essence, was giving Adam dominion, basically giving him managerial duties to manage what he has given to him. Now, in this process of giving him these duties and place to manage and things to take care of, he ran down to Adam. Now, again, these are not verbatim words from the Bible, but you get the gist of the story. He told Adam, basically, you could eat of any tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge. Now, this is important because as Adam continued to go along and do his business and manage God's properties, and God felt he was okay with that, he was good, that's what he brought to Eve. But prior to bringing Eve to him, he went over with Adam the consequences, rules, and regulations of eating that tree and the reason why not to touch it. Now, this is important because in today's society, because a lot of women back in the day versus today has given less attention to man as being the provider of the household and looked at them no longer as being the head of the household as far as the provider concerned because they're doing a lot of their jobs anyway. Because back in the day, there was a time where the women would hand the keys to the man when he first walks into the relationship and consider him to be the head of the household and the provider. But that's not the case today because so many women are out here forced to do things that they have to do, meaning hold down a job and take care of the family and pay all the bills themselves because the men have left them with no choice, that the women today no longer see the men as someone to look up to or even depend on for the things they need and want in this world. Now, a lot of men who come across these kind of women who are solely independent, take care of themselves, do the things for themselves, are looked upon as being angry or not receptive to a man when men come on to a man. And it's very simple, men. In the story of Adam and Eve, he said to Adam, basically, tell Eve and make sure that she understands the rules, regulations, and consequences of the actions of eating from the tree of knowledge. Now, You can see in the Bible that Adam did not do that, just like men don't do it today. Because Eve was able to listen to this 
Satan, basically, tell her what was that was not. She made it clear to him, and he made it clear to her that he could eat and she could eat from the tree of knowledge and nothing would happen to either one of them. But he encouraged her to do that, knowing what God had already said. In doing so, she turns around because she was not understanding of the information that Adam should have given to her to let her know the consequences of her action, fed the fruit to Adam and Adam ate it as well. Now, if you actually accept the question, if Adam knew, why did Adam participate? Good question, because I thought the same thing when I read it in the Bible. And I came to the conclusion that Adam did it because he didn't understand himself, because he didn't ask the question, the severity of what God was saying to him and why it was important to know. Now, because Adam did not explain to Eve the rules, the regulations, and consequences of her actions, she listened to Satan instead of listening to her husband. And she acted on what Satan said versus what her husband didn't tell her. Now, the same thing happens today. Men get with women, make them more promises, tell them more lies than the desert has sand to get with them. One of their famous lines they always say is, I got you, or trust me. Now, if this is a Christian man, and I'm not talking just to everybody because not everybody believes in God, but for those who do, and they are Christian men, here's what we understand from the Bible. The Bible tells us that when a man marries a woman, because the Bible does not talk about dating, it talks about marriage. When a man marries a woman, he is to leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. Love his wife like Christ loved the church. Now, if you notice, it doesn't say in the Bible that she's going to do the same thing. Why would she? It doesn't tell her to love him. It, it says to reverence him in the Bible, which is still a form of respect. And I say this because what happens in today's society is that men approach women saying words like, I want to build with you. And when you ask them to, to define what they mean, they pretty much tell you they want a woman that can do things 50-50. Now, I can tell the women right away, these are not Christian men. Because they would know the Bible doesn't say anything about a 50-50 split. The title that was given to the man was head of household and provider. That means that everything under his roof, he is to provide for woman and children. Now, for the woman, it does not mean she has no purpose or no duties, nor does it mean she should keep her whole paycheck and not pay a thing in the household. This is what comes down to a seasoned woman and an unseasoned woman. Now, I talk about this a lot and more in detail in my book, Why Does Love Hurt So Good, which you can get a copy of at Amazon.com. But the gist of the story that I'm telling you is this. If you have a seasoned woman and you're a good man to your woman, she's going to recognize and understand that she wants to contribute to the relationship. And it may be money in ways that you may not have thought of yourself. 
such as she may go purchase the groceries. She may take care of small things that come up in the household to keep you from worrying about those things yourself. That's a seasoned woman who's thinking in terms of we and not in terms of me. Because when you get married, you give up the eyes and you turn it into we. Now, the unseasoned woman is that kind of woman who sits back, waits for you to give, 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 do, 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 and hardly ever gives anything at all because she's saying to herself, let me see how much I can get before he asks for something. Now, if you're in, in a relationship with a woman with, like that right now, I suggest you run. Women, if you're in a relationship with a man who just takes and not give, I suggest the same thing to you. Run. Because that is not a relationship. That's a momentary situation. Because men sitting in relationships right now, real ones, and they're real men, would understand we don't make promises. We make commitments. Now, I tell women often at a lot of seminars that I do, the trouble most times that, that you're in concerning the men that you're with as it relates to them not marrying you, being with you for a long time, got kids with you and not marrying you, comes down to this. In the beginning of the relationship, either you didn't tell them you want to get married or you said you want to get married you said it kind of lightly. Because in their mind and what they heard was if I can get what I want without committing to her, then I will take it. Now, most women believe that men trick them with the lies to get from them what they have to give. And I would have to say no, they don't trick you. You believe enough of the lies to the point where you want to give because you're thinking that if you give them what they want, they give you what you need. And what you find yourself in is a situation where a lot of women in relationships today do this you find yourself in a situation where as a girlfriend, you're given a boyfriend, husband benefits. Now you have to ask yourself when you do this, if he's getting what he wants, he got kids with you, he's with you, he's spending the bills with you. Can you tell me why would he want to marry you? He's getting all the benefits, but not one piece of work being put in. Now I'm gonna say this to you because I want you to write this down if you got a chance. I need women to understand and think of their relationship as a job. And I talk about this in the book. Women are the employers. Men are the potential employees. Men are applying for position in their life. The women want to know if these men are in it for part-time, full-time, or seasonal. Now, based on the questions that they ask, the men, and based on the answers they give, determines that they are either qualified for the job in which you're about to give because it comes with fantastic benefits if they were to get the job. But here is where the women get themselves in a lot of trouble. They hire somebody part-time who put in half-ass work and get paid full benefits and then they quit meaning they leave you after they get what they wanted to get from you. And then you sit down to yourself and say, oh, they used me. He told me lies and he used me. 
but I can almost guarantee you there were a ton of red flags that came up in front of you that told you from his way he answered your questions that this was not the right person for the job. But like most women do, but not all, they went off of the looks and what they thought he would do if they were together. They treated those red flags like they had just won trophies and threw them in the back seat and kept driving. Now, I say this because not to pick on women, but to get you to understand this is not going to stop happening if you keep repeating the same process that you do. Yes, men tell more lies than the Bible got scriptures to get what they want, and they will continue to do so. Bottom line is, these kind of men are not real men giving you a plan and a vision of where they want to take the relationship if you two are that kind of couple. It is a man's job to give a woman a plan and a vision, and even if the plan and vision change slightly or is adjusted, at least she would know where they are going. Because I got to tell you, man, I don't blame the women for looking at you side-eyed the way they do, not trusting you the way they do sometimes, because all the talk and no action makes them nervous. It doesn't give them the kind of, of feeling and security that they want and need to be with you. They like to see action. Now, men know this, but some men just refuse to do it. And I'm telling the most of the women that's listening to this broadcast now, understand something. You are in the driver's seat. If he's not the right applicant for the job, don't hire him. Don't take him on part-time because you're feeling all emotional. Don't do that because if you hire the wrong person, this is the kind of results you're going to get, a broken heart. But if you get with a person and he starts to show you his plan and vision and he's walking through it, letting God be first in the situation, and you see this happening, then you can start to feel more comfortable and secure with that person in your life. Now, God put man first, as I said in the beginning, because he is the leader and priest of the household. Many of our young men today, and grown men for that fact of the matter, simply don't understand that head of household does not mean you're just in charge. It means you are responsible and you're telling her, I'm responsible for everything under this roof. And I'm going to make sure that you are well taken care of. Now, if you think back for a second in the Bible to the Jacob and Rachel story, and I make this very quick because I know a lot of people may not be into the Bible, but the gist of the story is very simple. Jacob wanted Rachel, told her father he would work for him for seven years to get her hand in marriage. In this time period, according to the Bible, and I don't know for sure because I wasn't there, but according to the word in the Bible, he didn't kiss her, touch her, or do anything with her for seven years. Just admired her from afar and talked to her. Seven years came to, and he was tricked by the father into marrying the oldest daughter first because that was the custom of the time to take the older daughter first. Even with this betrayal and this deception and him being married at that time, this is in the Old Testament. Things changed in the New Testament concerning marriage. But even with that betrayal of the father, he made another deal with him to work another seven years 
because he wanted Rachel that bad. And in seven years, he got Rachel. Now, between those two women and the situation, this man has put in 14 years of work to get what he wanted. We got men today came put in 30 days. And I say this because I need women to understand you need to treat the relationship and the men that you're with and those who get offended by what you're talking about and putting your foot down with rules and regulations of yourself because you're going to have to have some kind of uh, expectations and standards if you want to be with somebody good. I'm telling you, as I told the men, treat the men like the job will treat you. Most jobs tell you that you get your insurance in 90 days. In 90 days, dating someone, getting to know them, you can get to know them a lot better on a few dates. Within a sixth, seventh, or eighth date, the man should have put down some foundation and said, listen, this is what's going on. This is how I'm trying to do it. I want you to be a part of it, and this is where we're going. Dates and timelines is something that a real man would give you that non-real men or children playing and pretending to be men would get a little upset about because they don't like dates and timelines because that gives them dates and times and things that have to be done. But as I was saying, for a real man to give you those kind of things and information, he's telling you and he's showing you in his actions that you mean more to him than just one night in the bed. And I'm telling men, if you think about it, if you get in a woman's mind, get into her head before you get her in bed, you'll be in a better position to keep her for a long term. Because it's like anything in life. If you begin and do right, it will end doing right and doing better. Because if you get into a relationship with a woman, and you're treating her well. Everything else that comes with a relationship, you will get voluntarily. I hope people understand that. But anyway, if you want some more information about this, because my time is up, please go to Amazon.com, pick up my book today, and read a lot more detail about what we're talking about. And join me next week on another episode because we have a lot to talk about and I'm looking forward to hearing from you as well so until next week this is Andre Pearson signing off and remember if you got something to say I'm listening